Welcome to Weekly Grooves. My name is Tim Houlihan. And I'm Kurt Nelson. Each week, Weekly Grooves uses behavioral lens to explore topics inspired by current events. We provide you with a different behavioral perspective on that topic, one that you won't get in your evening news or most of your social media posts. This is the podcast that uses a current topic as a launching pad to look at why we do what we do. So it's a little bit about the topic, but we are really trying to understand the why behind that topic. Okay, Kurt, so what's our grooving topic for this week? Okay, so I read an opinion piece that actually came out about a month ago, but it's one that I can't stop thinking about, probably because what it talks about keeps popping up in my inbox day after day after day. Ooh, and what is that? Emails from businesses about their response to the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. It's, you know, in these unprecedented times and this difficult (laughs) times, our first concern, all of of those. So there was an opinion piece written by Todd Rogers uh, at CNN. He's Todd Rogers is actually a uh, teaches at Harvard and and, and some other behavioral science stuff. Uh, And the, the piece was titled, why no one is reading your coronavirus emails. <laughs> and it feels like every company that I've ever done any type of business with or had any type of interaction with at all is sending me their coronavirus update. And for the most part, I'm not reading them. Uh, <laughs> so I thought that this week we will uh, we could explore why we often ignore those emails and why sometimes they even might make us mad. Yeah, they are making me mad at times. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, let's just jump off from that. What was the biggest issue you saw with, or the biggest issue that you see with these things? Well, well, first off, I'll take a step back. I think companies are well-intentioned. Sure. I think companies are well-intentioned that this is, this is their idea. But I also think that there, there may be some herd mentality. In, in these emails. Oh, yeah, right? you think? <laughs> yeah. Because all of a sudden you see that, you know, companies are going, oh, wait, uh, my competitor has sent out an email about this, or I've seen other emails like this, and I should probably join the herd in in sending out something as well. Or, or my customers might feel like we're uncaring or they might forget about us. So yeah. Or, or like a fear of missing out, like, like they'll forget about me if, if I don't let them know that I'm really sensitive as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Or whatever. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Not so cynical, but (laughs) I know, I know. Well, I think one of the first things, and this is something that Todd mentioned in the article is that, we have a limited attention span. And right now we're cognitively overloaded. We're emotionally fatigued. We've talked about that. And this idea that just one more email about this that is in my inbox is just too much sometimes, right? There's there's so many changes going on. And I, do, I, do I have the mental capacity to, to process this? Do right. I have the emotional stamina to actually even care? Well, uh, we have limited attention attention spans, and it's not. And in, in fact, it's not just attention, but it, it is really our cognitive ability to process this stuff. It just gets to be too much, and and too much of the same story becomes boring. Yeah, so we're just going to move on from it. You know, we keep seeing the same thing over and over, and we crave something that's novel. So, right. 
So w- once we get used to it, it's like, okay, I'm done with that. Well, and I think part of that issue is they all start off the same. I mean, the first <laughs> two sentences of every one, you could probably recite just off of, you know, in these unprecedented times, we're in this time of crisis, Yeah, in yeah. this time of crisis, right? Then, and so that's there. Yeah. Um, a- another piece is that most of these emails are too long, that there's too much information that they're trying to pack in. Uh, and that that they're they're serious to that point of that novel aspect that you talked about, um, you know. And I think they're they're serious on a on a point because they don't want to be seen as being flippant about this crisis. Yeah, yeah. But it's also very dry writing. It's very precise in language and tone, and sometimes that's not appropriate. And there's definitely way too they're way too long. Well, and they'd sound like obituaries, you know? I mean, they have this deathly tone to them that's like, we're not dead yet. <laughs> to quote Monty Python, I'm not dead yet. So, so give me a break. You know? They just <laughs> bonk you on the head and yes, you are. Right? Yeah. No. I, I want to complain about the fact that uh, I'm getting them from companies that I really don't have much connection with. Oh my, yes. <laughs> you know? And I, it's one thing to get one from uh, the, the salon where I get my hair cut. That's okay. But to get four paragraphs from them about how they're dealing with it uh, at their salon, which is closed, of course, you know, no yeah. one's going in, but I just felt like it's just way too damn much. And retailers that I have virtually no connection to, well, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I got one from The Gap, um, which, you know, again, a long three, four, five paragraph piece. You know, I, I think I've gone to The Gap twice in the past four or five years. And that's the outlet shop when I come home from the cabin to pick up kids' clothes, right? So, I I don't have a connection to them. I don't feel like that's important to me. And so, with that, you know, there's there's not a whiff them, right? There's no what's in this for me or even, you know, I, I don't feel an emotional connection. So, I don't even care if what's in it for you. So, and this is a call to marketers to do a better job of segmenting and thinking about who are the people that they really want to communicate a message to and how do they want to communicate that, right? Well, they're missing out on the subtleties of the power that we have in databases to segment and uh, and personalize messages in a way that makes them relevant to us. Exactly. If if I had gone in, uh, so to, to that degree, if I have a store that I frequent quite often, that I am in there monthly or weekly, I probably have a much different response to those emails yeah. than one who I go in once a year or I, I bought something online with them two years ago. Those are not the ones that I am going to have that emotional connection with in to even care. Yeah. And, and it sounds ruthless to a degree because they're all people behind these, but really there's an overload of this information that's being sent to us. And and to that degree, it's too long. It's too crazy, and and we don't have the processing power. Todd Roger, Todd, who who wrote the the opinion piece, also talked about the idea that these are are too overly produced to the point where a lot of people, a lot of Americans, 
can't read that well. And so they have comprehension problems. One in seven American adults struggles with literacy. One in five people living in America speak a language other than English at their home. So simplify, keep these short. I, I would much rather have a short little nice concise email that shows, all right, so if you have that fear of missing out, it shows that you're there, it shows that you're concerned, but it also reflects, you know, you're busy, you have lots of things going on, Mr. or Mrs. Consumer. So we're just going to say, yes, we're concerned. Thank you. Here's how you can contact us or here's what you can do. Yeah. So let me end uh, this part of the discussion. Rather than whining, I want to give you an example of, <laughs> of something that worked really well. The local jazz club here in Minneapolis, the Dakota. Which when- you frequent. I do. I do. Exactly. So I You I, have I a connection there. there. You've played there. You have an emotional connection to yeah. the Dakota. Okay. They sent a very nice short message uh, when this whole whole thing started saying, okay, because of what's happening, we're canceling all concerts until May 1st. And this was, you know, back at the end of February. And they said, there's three things you can do. You can, we can give you a refund. So send us an email, we'll give you a refund. Or you can donate your tickets to a fund that we will use to enhance the earnings for our, our uh, employees, uh, or you can buy a gift card and hundred percent of the gift card earnings will go to the employees as well. So they had very three succinct things. And then just yesterday I got a note saying, Hey, we just wanted to give you an update on what's happening. By the way, the 70 employees who are regular staff who are continue to be paid, continuing to be paid by the Dakota during this, this crisis, even though they're shut down, each got an extra $400 in their paychecks because of the donations. So that was really cool. And then the second thing they did was just so generous. One of the regular players there, a guy named Nachita Herrera, who is a fabulous pianist, uh, he came down with coronavirus. Oh. And, uh, and they gave a quick update saying he is still in critical care, but he is out of, of the, the most critical uh, environment. He's off a respirator and it looks like he's he's doing better. So there were two really relevant things because he's a regular player. And of course, we care about the staff in a way that was that was pretty good. And this idea of zeroing in on one performer, I thought was like a perfect identifiable victim yeah. aspect of the story that really brought it home that we, we have somebody close to us who has suffered and is actually coming out on the other side. Well, I uh- I think they hit on a number of those things, right? It was emotionally relevant to you. The message was short. It was concise. It offered a actionable piece in this and it had connected to you. So it's what's in it for me. Well, I feel like I'm contributing to these people who are in the situation that I have interacted with at at some point. It touches on all of those key points that many of these people are missing. So marketers, listen up. That's an important message for you as we move forward. Should we should we wrap this up? Let's wrap uh, this up. So companies are trying to be proactive and to help people, but we are being overrun with emails about coronavirus or just feeling like they need to send something out because every other company is sending them out. And this herd mentality thing just isn't working. And we're not really reading them. And one reason we, we don't read them is because they are cognitive we're cognitively overloaded and we only have a limited attention span. Also, many of us are already emotionally drained with the changes and stresses that we are under. 
Yeah. And the companies are often just not doing themselves any favors. You know, they're sending these long winded emails that just make it harder to comprehend. And with this cognitive overload thing, companies need to simplify their messages and segment who they're sending it to so that it makes sense to us. Yeah. So like you said, that Dakota did a really good job. So companies need to be doing more like that. Finally, the emails often don't have anything of value in it for us. They're just a bunch of words that's easier to hit delete on than spend the time reading them. (laughs) True. We really appreciate you listening and we hope that you've enjoyed this and found it useful. If you did like it, please share it with a friend or leave us a review. We so appreciate you listening. Now go out and have a great week. Thank you.